This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. Here we go again. Our family farms located in Clay County, Iowa, appear to be placed along the preferred routes of proposed power and pipelines across the state. My first experience with requests for easements came from the Rock Island power line. One of our farms already had a pipeline crossing it with an easement given by the previous owner. It carries anhydrous ammonia, which is highly toxic. There was an instance where a seal failed in a pump house several miles away that could be smelled at our homestead one morning. My first thought was that they were cleaning chicken houses located nearby. I would not have wanted to be any closer to the source of that leak. There's been no impact or consequence on our property other than having to take the pipeline into account when tiling the land. When you have an hydrous ammonia being piped across your property, it's hard to scare me with CO2. I had no interest in having massive power line towers on our farms. The proposed Rock Island towers were reputed to be as large as the Statue of Liberty. They would require access roads, giving them rights that would last in their posterity. I collaborated with the local opposition to the power line and believe that I helped develop the strategy of opposing the project from the aspect of highlighting eminent domain abuse. There were truck cargo boxes located prominently along highways across the state that advertised stop eminent domain abuse. I did evaluate what they offered for the easement and believed it was a pittance to what it should have been worth. They offered a one-time payment that could give them control forever. In lieu of low easement payments, which resulted in less than 15% of the necessary voluntary agreements from landholders, they looked for help from the Iowa Utilities Board to grant them eminent domain for their project. It was a flawed strategy that failed, and the Rock Island Power Line project went away. They misjudged the landowners who did not want these monstrosities towering over their property for posterity. Higher easement payments may have moved the needle, but getting these easements for the power line bought voluntarily would have been difficult at any price. This power line project differed from wind turbines. All landowners with wind turbines in their property agreed to voluntary easements. No eminent domain has ever been used to place wind turbines in this state. The wind turbine companies and landowners came to a commercial agreement. That is the way that it should be. They get annual payments with more favorable terms than the power line offered. A wind turbine company attempted to get easements in our family farms, and I passed on that opportunity, too. I think that those who agree to wind turbines have every right to do so, but they are too intrusive for me. I am not against use of eminent domain for public projects, if used as intended, if the vast majority of landowners voluntarily agree to sell easements to a company, then the eminent domain was intended to be used, to obtain easements from the stubborn holdouts. Eminent domain has been used for highways, airports, and other projects that benefit the public. As noted, Rock Island only secured 15% of needed easements. That was upside down. Had they obtained 85% of needed easements voluntarily, then the Utilities Board would have had to seriously consider granting eminent domain to get the rest. There is a downside to holding out if the majority of easements come from voluntary agreements. The eminent domain process may not provide the compensation gained from a voluntary agreement. So if all the neighbors cut deals, then it becomes risky being a holdout. 
the way things worked out with the Rock Island power line, they did such an inept job of selling landowners on easements, they never got close to the tipping point they needed for favorability. They never sweetened the offering to gain the voluntary easements needed. I did not know if doing so was even possible. I opposed eminent domain abuse, but not the use of eminent domain as it was intended. There are now three companies looking to obtain voluntary easements for carbon sequestration pipelines in Iowa. They intend to take CO2 from fertilizer and ethanol plants to sequester in geological underground storage in North Dakota and Illinois. The companies include Summit Carbon Solutions, which asked for the easements on our property, Navigator CO2, and more recently ADM Wolf Carbon Solutions, have also announced pipeline projects dependent upon easements. There was a plethora of opposition to these projects that quickly developed that was knee-jerk in origin from those opposed to anything resembling power lines or pipelines. This opposition was rooted in before they were even given an offer for an easement. These companies are not naive. They saw how the Rock Island Power Project crashed and burned on the obstacle of securing voluntary easements. They know that they have to get these easements voluntarily and cannot depend on the Iowa Utilities Board for eminent domain to secure their needed easements. We'll continue on this topic in future reports. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, Subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.